All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. If I can say join. <laughs> That's such an odd word to stumble over. Well, I'm here. I am joining you in this wonderful program. Thank you very with much. With a wonderful host on this wonderful Friday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for covering for me. And thank you for somehow bringing things back to a brighter mood. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Yourself? I think I'm doing great too. Yeah? Yeah. A bit shaky though. <laughs> I don't know why. I was doing so fine the first hour. It's excusable. It's the end of the week. Uh, we are a bit rusty than we were uh, in the beginning. <laughs> I'm the same, I think. Yeah. So bear with us. Just a gentle reminder. <laughs> it's a humans, live show, folks. All. And yeah, we are humans. All right. We're going to jump into our first keyword of the day in the economy section. Inflation woes. Korea's consumer prices continue to rise. This is particularly concerning with the Chuseok holiday just around the corner. Of course, groceries, expensive. That doesn't seem like a good way to start the family holidays. Definitely not. It is certainly looking a bit concerning. It's uh, putting a lot of pressure on our wallets, unfortunately. Uh, Korea's inflation in August remained above, actually, the central bank's annual 2% target for a fifth consecutive month. Uh, According to Statistics Korea, the benchmark Consumer Price Index, or CPI, It gained 2.6% from a year earlier. That's unchanged from July's pace. Now, compared with the prior month, the index rose 0.6% in August, beating the median forecast of a 0.3% gain. Mm -hmm. Uh, The latest reading followed the previous month's 0.2% increase. Now, core CPI, which strips out volatile energy and food prices, rose 1.3% in August from a Mm -hmm. year ago. Uh, The recent rise in prices has been driven by a spike in fresh food prices due to a heat wave and Uh also a high cost of oil products, housing rental and other services as well. So across the spectrum, uh, prices have been increasing. Mm. Now, the cost of food and petroleum products jumped 7.8% and 21.6% respectively. Uh, Egg prices, as we know, have jumped quite a lot, 54.6% even Mm. as the country has reported no cases of bird flu since April. So there's no signs of abating there. Uh, real estate is also uh, an issue as well. Housing rentals and dining rose 1.6% and 2.8% each. Ah. So even groceries are getting expensive and dining out and eating out is getting expensive as well. The latest headline I saw this morning was that in Gangbuk, north of the river, right. uh, tonsa prices hit a record high at 500,000 US dollars. Wow. Average. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's increasingly expensive and it does also affect our grocery prices too. It's just yeah. not limited to that. Yeah. And uh, that's not the only issue as well. I mean, the latest figure also raises the chances for the Bank of Korea to raise interest rates again mm. as strong demand adds to these price pressures. Uh, the Bank of Governor, uh, the Bank of Korea Governor Lee Joo-yeol has hinted that the central bank may again raise the key rate this year or early next year. Uh, that will provide a, a bit of a burden to those who want to uh, take out loans, especially right. small businesses that right. have been hit during the pandemic. They're kind of depending on these loans right. to uh, make it day to day. Now, the Finance Ministry earlier expected inflation to stabilize in the second half of this year, but that now seems unlikely with the Mm. current trend. Uh, The continued rise in food prices
measures have made buying fresh food, as we mentioned, a bit burdensome for uh, people ahead of the Chuzak holiday. Uh, but the government has said that it will step up efforts to stabilize the prices of farm products before the holiday. These include increasing supply. This is um, what they've pr- been doing for the past few have, weeks, yeah. right? Maybe double down on the means if maybe right. it's just insufficient. But I think the demand is still outstripping the supply, even with these government measures in place. So, mm. yeah, there needs to be a significant increase in supply to try and get anywhere near stabilization at the moment. All right, moving on to our COVID-19 coverage. This is our second keyword of the day. No link to leukemia. So on to covering news on COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, There have been concerns uh, that they reportedly cause leukemia, but Mm. health authorities have been pretty quick to dismiss these Mm. concerns. That's right. Uh, The Korean health authorities have concluded that COVID-19 vaccines have no links to recently reported cases of acute leukemia, uh, citing the opinions of hematological uh, experts. Now, the KDCA says most leukemia cases uh, reported after receiving COVID-19 vaccines were acute myeloid leukemia, which occurs several years after taking anti-cancer drugs. Now, health experts have also dismissed reports that flu vaccines uh, cause leukemia as well. There have been concerns that both vaccines cause it, but uh, they've dismissed uh, the the reports on both of those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, another reported side effect, uh, abnormal periods after vaccination has also raised attention in the nation, uh, but health authorities have said they could not find a positive relationship between the two events. There's also been a lot of cases in the UK as well mm-hmm. uh, with abnormal uh, menstrual cycles but uh, mm. Korean health authorities have actually dismissed any causal link for the time being right. uh, and of course as usual officials are still recommending vaccines saying the benefits do outweigh the risks so they are encouraging the public to mm. get vaccinated uh, and this all comes as the government is accelerating its vaccine campaign and there's more Pfizer and Moderna doses that have already arrived as of yesterday in the country as well so mm. to help with that uh, vaccination drive. All right, on to our third keyword of the day. Possible herd immunity. By possible. (laughs) Taking a look at things in the U.S., the CDC says a vast majority of the U.S. population now has some degree of immunity to COVID-19. So run us through the findings and why there is a possible herd immunity. Right, possible, yes. Uh, The CDC study said some 83% of the American population ages 18 and up has some degree of immunity from vaccination or prior infection. Now, Mm. CDC researchers estimated that 20% of Americans were immune from previous infections. That's based on antibody levels in blood samples from about 1.4 million patients, though the number varies by age and other demographics. The other 60% have received a a shot. Now, experts previously cited 70 to 80% protection as a goal for herd immunity. But now, many stress the need for more vaccinations mm. and boosters to protect against the Delta variants. So maybe that threshold needs to be increased altogether. I mean, right. we've been talking about this for months on end. It was just mm. an estimation based on lab and controlled settings, right? right that herd immunity goal. But yeah. in reality, it pans out a little differently. Exactly. Um, still, this study shows that the United States has far more COVID cases, actually, than officially mm. reported. So perhaps more than double the official count is what the reports are saying. Uh, as of September, just over 2 million Americans are now fully vaccinated, meaning they're protected against severe illness. Mm. Uh, but millions of others are also protected to some extent because they recovered from a previous COVID case. Now, mm. 
When fighting the coronavirus, the body's immune system remembers how it reacts to this invader and、mm-hmm. prepares for future encounters with COVID. So,、uh, previous infections are pretty much just as effective as getting a vaccine as well. So that's where these numbers are coming from. All right. Now, the CDC counts about、uh, just under 40 million Americans infected with COVID-19, but the true number is likely much higher. However,、mm. uh, because many people with mild or no cases、uh, didn't know they needed to get tested and thus were never recorded. It's actually kind of ironic because the actual toll, like you said, must be undoubtedly higher.、Right. Uh, it's the richest country in the world, still lacking sufficient testing to、mm. accurately count those who are sick. But that's just been the、right. case since day one for the U.S. Yeah, and、uh, as you mentioned before, this whole、uh, number surrounding herd immunity is also under contention as well. Uh, with over 80% of the Americans potentially protected from COVID, it's easy to jump to the conclusion that the country has actually acquired herd immu- immunity.、Uh, however, the Delta variant has changed the game. Researchers now say that more than 95% of Americans must be protected to stop the outbreak. So that number seems to be increasing. Whether Korea、uh, mm. will have the same assessment remains to be seen. Korea is still、uh, holding on to that 70%. Uh, figure,、mm-hmm. but of course the Delta variant is also affecting Korea as well, so it remains to be seen. You know, some numbers just stick, and the thing is, because the government has also been, you know, sort of promising to、mm. reach that seventy percent mark, I、yeah. think it's psychologically important for us to reach that first,、mm. and then we'll reevaluate the circumstances right. then, right?、Yeah. Onto our fourth keyword of the day. Surge in Israel. Just months ago, Israel was a world leader in vaccinating its population rather quickly and appeared to be containing the pandemic before any other country across the world. But now, Israel is seeing record infections. So, of course, we're asking what happened. Yeah,、uh, authorities have eased restrictions, opting for the new model that Tel Aviv called、uh, living with coronavirus. But that strategy seems to have、uh, come a bit too early if we look at the numbers.、Uh, Israel has seen a massive surge in cases as the Delta variant. Again, has struck the country hard. Now it has one of the world's highest daily infection rates, an average of nearly 7,500 confirmed cases a day, double what it was about two weeks ago.、Uh, the daily tally has also reached five digits as well.、Uh, Tuesday's count was around 11,000. That's a level that hasn't been seen since January. Um, experts are also worried that the opening of schools on、mm. Wednesday could send infection numbers even higher.、Mm. So, okay, of course,、mm. it's going to take more time for us to fully analyze what went wrong and what directly led to the resurgence.、Mm. But it does seem like、uh, getting rid of these mask、yeah. mandates or you know, allowing people to maybe social distance less may have、yeah. led to it too. Yeah, there are actually a, a number of potential reasons、right. of why this resurgence happened. These include that immunity from the vaccine dipping over right, time as、right. well.、It's Israel was one of the earlier countries to、right. adopt this、uh, vaccination drive. And the Delta variant also broke out、uh, through the va- vaccine's waning protection. So it created this、mm. kind of perfect storm for resurgence. Now, some experts also say that Israel's high vaccination rate isn't actually high enough.、Mm. Uh, the country jumped out ahead of all other countries on vaccines, and 78% of eligible Israelis over 12 years old are vaccinated. But Israel does have a young population、uh, with many. Many under the eligible age for vaccination,、mm. and about 1.1 million eligible Israelis actually refuse to take even one dose as well. So there has been some vaccine hesitancy there.、Mm. That means only realistically 58% of Israel's to- total population is actually fully vaccinated.、Uh, and experts say that's not nearly high enough.、Mm. And this is why the country has been rolling out booster shots as well. 
um, because there has been that waning uh, efficacy of the vaccine over time as well as uh, trying mm. to create more immunity against the virus. You know, it, it does invite a lot of questions like what mm. do we prioritize first? Because we're getting yeah. mixed signals from WHO saying it's more important to get those vaccines mm. to countries that lack it completely to right. ensure they get the first or second dose. Yeah. And then the wealthier countries say maybe it's more important to do the booster shots first for us at home. Right. All right, the talk of war continues. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't mean to exhaust you. This is just <laughs> the latest. Yes. And on to our fifth keyword of the day. Possible military parade. North Korea appears to be moving troops and vehicles to a Pyongyang staging area it uses to prepare for military parades. So what's the latest out of North Korea? Right. Uh, almost 10,000 troops, along with military vehicles, were spotted around the Midim Parade training ground, mm. according to satellite imagery by the North Korean tracking website, 38 North. Now, the airfield has been a venue for the North to conduct rehearsals for military parades. Uh, this could indicate an upcoming military parade in October next month, as was seen last year. Now, upcoming holidays in North Korea include its National Foundation Day on September 9th, but it's unlikely that any military parade will happen then. Uh, There's also the anniversary of the ruling party's founding on October 10th. That Mm. seems to be the most likely candidate at Mm -hmm. the moment. Pyongyang may also actually be looking to commemorate October 8th. That's when Kim Jong-un will celebrate the 10th anniversary of becoming Supreme Commander of the Armed Forces. So there's three potential dates. September 9th seems a bit too early at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, The South Korean military says it's closely watching the situation. Uh, And, of course, uh, as is always the case with this, uh, such a parade would serve as a kind of chilling reminder to the US President Joe Biden that the uh, regime's military might has grown more lethal Mm. uh, as nuclear talks have stalled. Uh, At last year's parade, North Korea rolled out what experts said was the state's biggest display of new weaponry under Mm. Kim. Mm. Uh, This included what is believed to be the world's biggest road mobile intercontinental ballistic uh, missile. Uh, The size and the engine configuration uh, of this so far untested missile could carry several thousand pounds of payload anywhere in the US. Uh, It could also uh, pack multiple atomic weapons in a single rocket. That's what uh, experts Mm, are mm -hmm, saying. mm -hmm. And, of course, adding to the concerns is the apparent resumption of operations at its plutonium-producing Yongbyon nuclear reactor, which we reported on earlier this week. In the meantime, I think Washington and Seoul eagerly await sort of a response. Yeah, radio silence thus far, though. All right, on to our last keyword of the day. Biden's approval rating. So the Biden administration's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan seems to have cost a U.S. president dearly. Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating has now dropped to a record low since he took office. Yeah. What's the latest? Biden's approval rating, it slipped six points, according mm. to a new Marist National poll with NPR and PBS NewsHour. Now, the poll of 1,200 people between August 26th and 31st found only 43% said they approve of the job Biden is doing. disapproved, 7% were unsure. That marks the lowest rating for Biden since he took office. Uh, Now, Biden's approval rating in Marist national polls had actually hovered between 49% and 54% since he became uh, president. So it's a bit of a drop there. Uh, Biden's approval rating uh, saw the biggest dip among independent voters, Mm -hmm. uh, with just 36% saying they approve. Uh, of the job he's doing. That's down from 46% a month ago. Now, among Democrats, his approval rating slipped five percentage points as well. So there's there's also some disapproval amongst his own supporters and his own um, Mm. uh, party supporters. 
Uh, 71% of Americans say that the U.S.'s role in Afghanistan was a failure. 20% labeled it a uh, success. A separate 9% were unsure. Uh, uh, and the survey had a margin of error of 3.8 mm. percentage points. And also, growing COVID-19 cases in the country could have also uh, dented Biden's approval rating as mm. well. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you very much for that ominous ending. <laughs> <laughs> have a safe week, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.